Gary Vaynerchuk, a.k.a. Gary V, has been dubbed the crown prince of NFTs, very vocal, very loud, one of the biggest cheerleaders and advocates within Web3, and of course, within this NFT space, has been really our poster child, one of the leaders in the space. However, for the most part, over the last year, he's been pretty quiet. So where is he and what is he up to? Why exactly is he so quiet? That is what we're going to discuss today. During the pandemic... Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. One of the loudest, if not the loudest NFT collector on the planet was Gary V. Now, there's nothing quiet about Gary V. He is definitely blessed with the gift of gab, loves to talk, always has something to say, really very candid, has, I guess you would say, New Jersey potty mouth, you know, just cusses like nobody's business. Although I must say he has calmed down quite a bit over the years and is much more, I guess you would say, buttoned up as far as his uh, tone. And I think that's because he's trying to really appeal to children and families and do things like that, but still staying within himself, which is, I think, a better approach. I like that myself. I like that version of Gary. I like the mission that he's on. But anyways, as far as within this Web3 ecosystem and what's going on with NFTs, he was probably the loudest, the biggest name in the space. You know, we talk about all these celebrities and influencers in the space, but I don't think all of them added up even came close to where Gary V was in the space. But for the most part, he's been very, very quiet. So much so that people are wondering, well, has he jumped ship? What's going on? And how come he's not in these spaces anymore, collecting various things and talking about the newest thing that he has discovered? Well, he rubbed people the wrong way when he kept saying that 97, 98% of these are going to zero. And they said that, you know, he was being very arrogant as if he's the one that can pick out these winners and, you know, everything that everyone else is doing, what they're excited about is wrong. And he took a lot of heat for it, but he stood Firm. He kept saying it over and over and over. 97 or 98% of these NFT projects are going to zero. Now, in hindsight, it seems like for the most part, he was pretty right. But here's the crazy thing. Last time I heard him give any kind of commentary on that because people said, hey, it seems like you were right on that. He said, well, no, they haven't gone to zero yet. They're just down very low right now. So it's like, what? It could even go worse. But for the most part, he's not doing those big verbose in your face statements as far as this stuff anymore. You hardly see him on spaces. He's not really collecting because I remember when he first came into the space, it's like whatever Gary Vee bought, you automatically saw the floor price start to rise. People start to ape into that project. They're buying a lot of things and so much so that he's being accused of shilling different things or getting some sort of influencer deals and what have you. It's because literally whatever he purchased, whatever touched his wallet, automatically took off. And it was almost like Oprah's book club. If you remember back in the day, back in the 90s, whichever book that Oprah even mentioned with her book club, it automatically started to get sales. And it was affecting so many things. Oprah really moved the needle. I remember even one point during my, I think I would say high school years, Oprah was sued by all the beef farmers because she had made a comment about, I think it was like the mad cow disease or something, and it started to affect beef sales. So the entire paddle industry ended up, uh, you know, banding together and suing her because it affected their bottom line. Oprah is like the old school version of a Gary Vee. So whatever he was doing, it was really moving the needle. And 
we are naturally followers as people. I mean, yeah, there are leaders, but very few and far between. And so whatever he did, whatever he tweeted, people just jumped into it. And for the most part, he has not really been seen that much collecting everything. And that's because in his own words that he's really not in collector mode anymore. When he first came into the space, of course, everyone was in lockdown. This was 2020 and those times and he was doing his research. I mean, his events, his public speaking, all those things were canceled. So just like everyone else, he was at home, stuck behind his clubhouse and his Twitter profile. And he was speaking to everyone. He was collecting this stuff, really learning about Web3, in particular NFTs, because he's not into crypto and all this other stuff, DeFi. Really, it is NFTs that unlock the value. He saw it and connected the dots with everything that he's doing. And it just really made sense to him. And that's where he dove into and started collecting, speaking with everyone in spaces. And that's how this whole crown prince of NFTs, all that stuff was born. But as I said, saying 98, 97 or whatever it was, percentage of people really rubbed people the wrong way. But he was strong in saying that, you know what? He lived through the 90s. He knew exactly what happened to all of those internet companies. He saw how they failed and then they popped back up and so forth. But here's the difference. Back then, it was institutional investors. So he knew that at the end of the day, those people that were doing that, they were trained and they they were studied for that, but yet still they got wrecked. Now, in this case, it was a bunch of people that were teenagers and, and uh, people that had no experience of riding out the waves, the ups and downs of the markets. So he knew that they were going to jump ship as soon as they lost a couple dollars. And that is exactly what happened. And it caused the whole thing to come crashing down. It was just unsustainable. And he was able to spot the trends. So as he says many times, well, when you lose your money in you're starting your first business or whatever it is, any kind of wave or fad that comes along. Well, the next time it comes along, even if it's 10, 15 years down the line, you're just able to spot trends. And that's what he's very good at doing is spotting things, spotting trends. And he was able to see the connection between the 90s and what was happening here. That's why he made all of those claims. And as I said, for the most part, it has claimed to be true. And he still says has not come true yet. It's still on its way. But since launching V France, he has really started to step back from collector mode. And he is, as in his own words, in builder mode. And he is so focused on giving value to his project that he really doesn't really have a good pulse on what's happening with the lazy lines, the bored apes, the me bits, and so forth. His main focus where he is right now is, of course, he has his huge empire, VaynerX, with all his marketing, social media, content creation, all of that. But within Vayner 3, formerly known as Vayner NFT, of course, the crown jewel, the example of what can be built in that space is VFriends. And he's been in his quote unquote VFriends cocoon, as he likes to call it. He's executing, trying to give value to his collection, because at this point, he believes that all those old NFTs from years past, such as the CryptoPunks, which he's very bullish on don't have to do anything because they have time on their side. They just have that collector's value. But all of these other ones, his collection included, they have to work 10 times, 100 times harder just to validate their current floor price, much more what it's going to be in the future going forward. So 
He's been trying to build up that business using the IP, the intellectual property, not wasting the money. He's acquiring talent, working on buying distressed assets within this whole NFT space. And of course, MMAs, these mergers and acquisitions and things that we're seeing, the companies that actually have value, the brands that have value, but might not have the best leadership or whatever it might be, trying to acquire some of those, align themselves in the right way to actually benefit his collection is what he's been doing. His nose has been down for the most part doesn't have his pulse on what's going on with FTX, what's going on with Solana, what's going on with Bored Apes and all those other projects. But what he can tell you is what he is doing within his project, how he's building this out, how it connects to all the things that he does with marketing and what's going forward and where we're going as an industry. So those are the things that he has been doing. And he said during the holidays, he was trying to really evaluate what's going on there as he was taking some time off from work. Maybe he would actually just dive into some collections to really see what's going on. But for the last year or so, he hasn't had the time to do it. And it's because he's focused on what's happening within V within the V friends. And not to mention VCon is coming back up. You know, the year two is coming up. Then he has the friend series two that launched. He had the partnership with Toys R Us. There's so many things that's on his plate right now, a huge team behind it. And he cannot afford for this to fail because this is his lifetime mission. This is his 40 year plan or whatever. He wants to ride off into the sunset, turning this thing into the next Sesame street or something. So that is where all his time, energy and focus has been. And that's really an interesting point. It's very honest to say that, you know what, I was in collector mode, but now I'm in builder mode and it's very hard to keep my pulse on everything. So when a lot of people want to have his opinion on the news or within the media about certain things, he often says, you know what, I'm not the best person because I'm not in the trenches as I used to be. However, I could tell you about what I am doing. So that is an honest answer and that is really where he has been. And I appreciate that. So I'd love to know, what are your thoughts on Gary V, where he's going right now and what's going on? Do you think it's a, a welcome change or do you wish he was back and just making all this noise again, just like he was, I don't know, maybe about 18 months to 24 months ago? Love to hear your thoughts. Please feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter or using the contact information in the show notes. But as usual, just want to thank you for taking time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.